Sci-Fi for Me Radio presents Timothy Harvey, Jason Hunt. This is H2O. Welcome, everyone. This episode of H2O, I am Jason Hunt. And I am Timothy Harvey. And we've got email. We do. We do. Yay. Someone sent a note. H2O at Sci-Fi for Me.com. You can send us a note. Uh, this is uh, this is a note from Sonia down in South Texas. Yeah, she's been she listens while she cleans her house. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not quite sure what to think about this email. Uh-oh. It is a suggestion for a topic. She wants us to be replaced by better people. <laughs> <laughs> I want us to be replaced by better people. Now it says, "Okay, I'm writing this because it's time for this episode to happen. You mm. need to, you two need to do the political episode." Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> But wait, there's more. Yes, it's time. You both have enough opposing views, but you also have the utmost respect for each other. <laughs> okay, there's no way that this could get out of hand. <laughs> uh, Sonia, <laughs> I, I, I. There's got to be sarcasm and humor when in in there. You just, no, just, actually, she she she's. This is a legit thing. She, um, things to consider in the conversation. We know that the current political climate has an impact on Hollywood. Where do you two see it in the genre? You're both writers. Do you think it makes for lazy storytelling to take what's happening in the real world and project it to the small or big screen, or does it make good entertainment since everything gets wrapped up nice and tidy, depending on the show and movie? With a happy ending for the most part on Hollywood TV land, everyone likes a happy ending. If you believe any message, be it political or whatever, should it be conveyed in the story, what should that message be? That's actually a really interesting topic. Uh, there's, there's stuff there. And I think that in, in the, the super brief answer is when it's done well, when it's written well, um, you can, ver- yes, very much do modern current day political commentary and and social commentary and mm. get away with it and and have it be something that appeals to uh, a wide range of people from political whether it's you know whatever whatever the um, belief system is right um, Handma- handmaid's tale right now on tv is getting huge acclaim and there are a lot of people who are looking at it as as a very much a modern uh a modern current experience Extrapolation, and of course, how long ago was it written? Uh, yeah, decades. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's but it's it's critically acclaimed by people from all over the political spectrum, and that's just because it's very well done. And I think that um, for many of us, and you and I have talked about this before too, it's there are people, certainly people who can separate their whatever this belief system they have is whether whether it's politics or religion or whatever it is and just enjoy a good story even if it doesn't necessarily align with their own particular worldview right and and the one the one that we have um uh as a good example of that is david weber's honor harrington books oh yeah uh weber in certain circles uh gets raked over the coals a little bit for being conservative or Mm -hmm. libertarian or whatever um but his books have a wide range of political thought and commentary mm-hmm. from various different characters and they are in the voices of the characters right. not so they don't reflect his particular view and I have actually asked him about it uh, and he said you know you have characters from all the all the political stripes in that bo- in that series of books and 
not one particular one necessarily reflects how he feels about things. It's right. not it's not the job and and I agree with him. It's not the job of the of the of the writer to put your personal beliefs into the characters. You have to write the character what the character believes. Sure, and I think that I think that you can certainly have you can certainly have right characters that have your own personal point of view. Um, but in some respects, that seems to me to be a little bit the less interesting route to take as a writer, right. as, as a storyteller. I mean, I think uh, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to go out and write somebody who has completely opposing viewpoints from mine, because I might have, I, unless I really, really dived into it and researched it, I might be able to give the right voice to that. And I would want as a writer to not give, if I'm if I'm writing someone who is, um, you know the polar opposite of me politically or religiously or or a lot of different things. I would want to be able to give them the right voice so that they they don't become a straw man. They don't become right. a, a a character who somebody who honestly believes those things or a parody or a parody. Because yeah, I mean, and there's because parody parody political stuff and parody religious stuff, uh, which is kind of what the the big ones are, of course, for this sort of thing in, in fiction. Um, can work within a certain window of of storytelling, but it also it's it's a fine line you got to tread carefully, yeah. Because sometimes it can be really really well done, but a lot of times it can be very very poorly done. And, and NBC just released um, <clears throat> one of their unaired episodes of Powerless. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode just happened to have, uh, and the reason they they did it is because Adam West was a guest star in this particular oh, one. Oh sure, okay, yeah. And uh, there are a couple of different places where President Luthor, president, mm-hmm. you know, Lex Luthor is president in this sure. in this realm, Earth P. And the the news bits, you know, every now and again they have the news anchor reporting the story. This time it was Gail Simone. Mm-hmm. The ang- uh, the reporter's name was Gail Simone. Of course, it wasn't actually Gail Simone. Oh, that's but, too bad. Yeah, but that uh, would have been cool. But the report was, you know, there, there's there's apparently this wormhole that's been opened, and evil aliens are coming in to to you know invade Earth. Mm-hmm. And President Trump says we're going to build a wall. President Trump or President Luther? Uh, President Luther. Well, because they were making Luther Trump. Sure. Right. Okay. And it was so blatantly, I mean. It wasn't even. They weren't even. They were. It wasn't even a nod and a wink and a nudge, nudge. It was just right there in your face. And see, I would take it. I would take a, a, a. It would. I would take objection to that because I. I am not a fan of the current president, and while I would not be a fan of an evil genius Lex Luthor being president, he'd also be an evil genius, and I don't think our current president is well evil yeah, it, or a genius. But, but it's not. So. A, but but. It was. It was. It was was, forced. It It was very heavy-handed the way they did it. Yeah, and not even not even like a good throwaway line where it's almost like a back. Because I mean, that's kind of of thing you actually put in the background. It wasn't. It was one of these front and center right there, and uh, that that was handled badly. That was that was blatant. Because there's there's a place for that as a background noise. It's like it's like you're you're having the scene, and then in the background you hear the radio thing. And today, President Mm -hmm. Obama said we're going to build the wall, and the audience sits there and goes. Huh. And then they move on. It's, right. Yeah. Yeah. This wasn't that. No, it's too bad. But um, I think 
politics. See, the, and 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 we're seeing some of this because I, I ran across a, an article, and I don't remember where it was. It was either Variety or Hollywood Reporter. They do all these roundtable discussions, sure, uh-huh. interviews, and whatnot. And they're talking to a number of producers. The impact of the Trump presidency on mm, Hollywood, sure, uh-huh, yeah. and of course, it's painted in a certain particular way course, because yeah. well, it's Hollywood, and sure. Hollywood is all just you know everybody is going to die in the next year because you know Trump's going to kill everybody on the left or whatever. You know, it's there's this there's this panic and abject terror that Trump is going to just be a disaster. And Hollywood is sitting there saying, you know, right now, the political impact on their stories, mm-hmm. you know, they're sitting in the writers' rooms debating how much of this – Sure. How much of this – how much of it has an impact? How much of it do we let influence mm-hmm. our stories when we start breaking the new season? Because right now – they're breaking new seasons. Right. You know, they're in the writer's room trying to plan out, okay, what is our story going to be for season X, mm-hmm. whatever whatever season they're on? Sure. Know? And so they're they're debating amongst themselves how much do we incorporate the political climate, not just not just the Trump presidency, but the reactions to it on both sides. Sure. Everything that's going on, this swirling ball of gas that some people mistake for political debate. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, because it is the internet, and the internet is ugly, and that is, you know, that's being that's being discussed a lot in a lot well, of sho- sure, on a lot because, of shows because you're dealing with you're dealing with pop culture, and you're also dealing with recognizing that your audience is not unless well unless you're like the WB, where your audience is this very very narrow slice of humanity, yeah. Um, you know, and and that's not a that's not the bash, pretty, and that's not to bash the WB. They 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 recognize their market and they went after it. That's that's what you do. Yeah. But if you're a network like ABC or NBC or Showtime or HBO, you're wanting to get the most viewers you can get. So you're probably going to try, and you might have some shows that have a very specific point of view, but that you don't want to have all your programming be that way because you're gonna you're gonna damage your your viewing numbers. And this day and age, it's it, you got to scramble for every get every viewer you can get because that's well, advertising dollars. And and I think you know there's there is a fine line between the politics of the story, the politics mm-hmm. of something like West Wing. You're you're taking characters that have a certain political point of view, and everything drives you know mm-hmm. story. It's a story driven narrative. Right. Their political viewpoint, and then you have the politics of the creative team. Sure. Where you end up you know, putting putting on Shakespeare in the Park with Trump as Julius Caesar and But in all fairness you know. to the folks who did that, it's not the first time it's been done with a president and so this particular this particular time it's become very it's it, it's a it's a fire point right now. Right. You know, it's a flashpoint. I mean, cuz it comes right on the heels of the Kathy Griffin thing. Right, which and and, and without getting in too much into it was something that got blown up on both sides. The, right. the the loudest voices in the rooms again again sure were the wrong voices to be listening to right but it was a stupid thing for her to do well it was a it was a really un I, I don't I don't even I don't even know if it was stupid but it was thoughtless yeah. and in a way that that quite frankly if if look there is there is a place for exactly what she did okay Charlie Hebdo okay mm-hmm. in, in Paris mm-hmm. pa- they did this they did the exact same thing. 
they would do the exact same thing. And the target was different, obviously. Right. And a lot of the people on the right, the loud, screaming, ugly voices. I'm not talking about. I'm talking I'm not talking about average conservatives. I'm talking about the the far, folks on the far right, um, who are sometimes need to, just like the folks on the far left, you just need to shut up because they're not helping. <laughs> they're not helping the world. Right. Um, those folks would sit there and scream that you know, depicting uh, a Muslim head being cut off and held up, uh, was fine. But Kathy Griffin would Trump. I mean, it, you, it's it, it's that stuff happens, right? Well, but, well let me. Let, yeah, and, and let me finish. Real quick. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it wasn't an offensive image. It wasn't. Off- it was an offensive image. Right. There's a place for offensive images in political commentary. However, eh, it's in it, it, you know, coming coming on the heels of everything else that we've had since November, right? And even before that. Well, it's it, just it's just like who. It's almost as if. As, especially, especially Trump's critics. It's almost as if they're all they all gathered in a room, mm. and they went, "Okay, how far can we push the envelope? Okay, you do this. And, oh, I can, I can okay. top that. Well, it's, yeah. it's a hold my beer thing." But right? it was well. You but you, know, you, I could flip like, that around and say the same thing about Obama. Well, like, sure. What the people on the right were doing for Obama. Uh, uh, I'm going to. I'm sure I'm going to offend someone with this, and I'm terribly sorry if I if I do. But to hear Ted Nugent talk about now how he's going to be he's going to be polite. It's like really now you decide to be polite, Ted. Mm. I mean that's that's I'm sorry that's hypocritical and, well, that's, it's, and, and it's insulting. Right, and you're, and you're right. There are there are voices on both sides that should just sit down and you know just sit this Stop one talking. out for the next four years <laughs> and and go that way because well and I, I think one of the things that should have happened with Kathy Griffin and if I think it had been me if I had been. I will. I'm not a D-list celebrity. I think it would have been different if it had not been a, a, a sitting president. Well, you, no, but you could do it with a sitting president. But you know what you do? You do the other image where it's her holding her own head. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a way to make that kind of graphic political commentary mm. as long as you and, – and still have it have an impact as long as you recognize what you're doing. And that's the problem. She didn't, she and the photographer didn't think it through, in my opinion. They right. didn't think, they didn't think about consequences in a way that I think if you're going to do political art, if you're going to do, well, really political art, whether that co- whatever, that covers a lot of things. If you're going to do that, you need to think about the consequences of what you do. And honestly, if everybody who was doing political anything, thought about the consequences of what they were doing. Where does it go from here? A to B to C to right. D. You have to think about R. The and other thing X the other thing too is, you know, not only that, but in in this day and age, what like with the Julius Caesar thing with Shakespeare in the Park, mm-hmm. you know, there I I get art is supposed to provoke at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's supposed to provoke thought or discussion or conversation or whatever. But there is a financial dynamic to it. Sure, and you and, they've, that, and they've had that and they've they've had impact on that very yeah. much. So yes, and, well, it's just know. like with talk radio right now. A lot of the a lot of the mainstays of talk radio are finding advertising leaving them because advertisers are looking at what some of these folks are saying and right. saying we don't want to be associated with that. But a lot of which them is, come back after. Well, after some of that happens too. But yeah. but there's also but that's just business, and I think that there's you know as is if you are in 
an industry where you are supported by other people's money and, and mm. entertainment that's advertisers yeah. or investors or whatever, recognizing the fact that sometimes if you write a bad script and make a bad movie and it flops, odds are good that they're not the studio isn't going to give you money to make another movie. <laughs> Now I realize there are, uh, I realize there are directors who have managed to build entire careers out of making movies that flop, but uh, yeah. but in principle that's the idea is right. you know if you if you make a, if you're a director and you make a successful film odds are good they're going to give you money and make another one if you make a crappy film odds are good they're going to look at you and go no we will invest our money somewhere else and right. it, it, that's that's the way of the world and but for good if, or for you, Ill. if you consider though that you know I would. Seventy-five, eighty percent of Hollywood is is leans left, right? It, I, and and that's a that's a that's a ballpark. Sure, guess, sure, sure. Right? <clears throat> which is which for those of you for those of you who who again think these things through, uh, that makes a lot of sense considering what the origins of Hollywood was, what who where where theater and film and in the entertainment industry has has a long history of looking at the people involved and saying, I don't care what you are, right? I care what you can do, right? But given that the, a lot of them are left-leaning, sure. I'm not going to say that they're all leftists or statists or communists or right because most of those people. words don't even mean anything anymore. <laughs> but anyway, um, they they still have to take into consideration that not everyone sure. who watches Supergirl, for mm-hmm. example is going to be of the same mindset. Not everyone who watches the newsroom or the West Wing or uh, Bill Nye Saves the World or you know what, whatever show that's out there, mm-hmm. if there is any kind of an injection of politics or even criticism of religion of, mm-hmm. of any stripe, sure. you know, Catholic or Christian or whatever, Muslims seem to get a pass sometimes, but I would argue the, that very much the opposite. Well, so. I mean, it just depends on the show, and it depends on your perception of what's in the show. But see, I would also that I would also that's 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 to some degree a sign of the times because if you go back to the eighties and nineties, the Muslims were always the bad guy. Well, sure. And for we went through that whole because period. Because the eighties and nineties, a lot of the times there were. I mean, we were just come out of the hostage <clears throat> crisis in Iran. Well, but but at the same time, it, it was a blanket labeling of an entire culture which we're now seeing and with really horrible blowback because as you know just like just like anybody we this turned into the political show anytime (laughs) you anytime you have somebody and this is what's well this is unfortunate because we had the shooting in dc yeah where where the you know the target was the targets were republican congressmen Republican, the, that was the, this guy was specifically going after Republicans. Now, That's what it looks like now for all the folks who are who are blaming his political leanings, um, more and more evidence is coming forth that uh, he had a lot of other issues. Whatever his political leanings were, it doesn't. That seems to be the minor issue at this point. What his politics were, except for the fact that it resulted in the shooting, mm-hmm. because he had a lot of issues and violence that had nothing to do with what his political viewpoint was. Right. I'm not saying his political viewpoint didn't have an impact, because clearly it did, because he went after an opposing viewpoint. That's wrong. It doesn't matter which side you're on. But just as every time we have somebody who, anytime you have someone who kills people and then sits there and, and you know, they've, they've got their Christian manifesto on there, you don't blame all Christians. You just don't. Right. And you don't do the same thing with Muslims or Asians or Jews or any other ethnic group or religion because that's sloppy thinking. It's lazy thinking. And it's also does more damage in the long term because for every 
psychotic nut job out there, whatever, whatever stripe they are, whatever person who wants to hurt other people, there are thousands or millions of people who share those same beliefs or a version of those same beliefs or that ethnic group or whatever it is who's looking at that person in horror. And they're getting painted with the same brush, and it's insane. I get that. But then, again, we go back to you know, the loudest voices in the room, exactly. the loudest the voices loud. on the web. Well, well and you the, know, and it and bleeds, that, it leads. And I mean, you look the at, monsters get the, loudest, the biggest yeah, platform. Um, but see, the thing about it is, though, a lot – I mean, look at Berkeley. There, there are not riots – at Berkeley or any other college that I'm aware of, well, Hillsdale College. Mm. His, Hillsdale is a conservative college. Mm-hmm. All right. If Hillsdale had someone like uh, Sarah Silverman or Bill Maher or somebody but they're came, not, but they're, they're not going I, to invite them. But if they were, if they were to say, okay, hey, you mm-hmm. know, we're it's an open forum. We're going to bring in a lot of different viewpoints. We're going to have this whole week long conference. We're going to bring in people that believe all the different things. They don't have to be conservative. Mm-hmm. There would not be riots, and at I would Hill's say you. Day. I would say you don't know that. I would say you're. I'm, you're, no, I'm you're making it. You're ninety percent confident that you're there would not an, be riots. You're making an assumption with and buildings and stuff. But also, being but honestly, set on fire. that's isolated incidents. That really it is, happened more than once at Berkeley. Uh, Berkeley is My, Berkeley. It's I a know, different. I mean, I know. So no, it's an, it still counts as an isolated Washington, incident. Washington D.C., New York, all of the all of the anti-Trump riots that happened after the election, inauguration day. All of this, and, and, and it's all the left. But I can, and I can sit there and find you uh, evidence over and over and over again of right-wing people going in and doing stupid things too. There was the, those idiots down there, and I'm going to use the word idiot, um, who was protesting uh, some some right-wing group that was protesting the removal of a statue. I want to say it was Texas or Louisiana. I can't remember which one. Well, New Orleans has been taking taking out all of their Confederate and uh, and if that's what they decide to do, monuments. that's what they decide to do. Yeah, but this is stupid. You you don't erase you don't you don't erase history. You know, it's well, no, but see, that's not erasing history. Sure, it is. No, no, no. no. Yeah, you're complete. You're taking away all of the, all of the acknowledgement of of any kind of historical event. No, no, no. no. It's erasing celebrating people who were traitors to the United States. Um, when you, the, the, there's, I, 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 am, I am a person, and this is my personal opinion, and people can disagree with me all they want, and I'm sure that, again, I'm going to tick some people off. I'm a liberal, guys. I'm sorry. This is my belief system. And part, and, and, but it's not a clean cut. This is, I believe, you know, these are the things I believe, right? Right. But personally, I'm sorry, but the Confederates, that was treason. That was treason against the United States. And celebrating people who were committing treason for whatever reason. And let's also be clear. The American revolutionaries mm-hmm. committed treason against England. All right? right, The country was founded on an act of treason. So you can argue this from every angle, right? Mm-hmm. But claiming that we're erasing history because they decide they're going to take down a, 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 a statue of someone who... From a from a military standpoint, was fought against the country that we are. From a you know owned slaves and wanted to own slaves and thought owning slaves was a good thing. Robert that's, E. Lee set all of his slaves free. That's not erasing history. That's not celebrating aspects of history. They're very distinct things. But the point I was making, there was some right wing group that was out there protesting them mm-hmm. tearing down this. Uh, uh, this statue. Well, turns out that was a it was a hoax. Some 
somebody, and it was apparently it was it was some other right wing person um, who had had I guess as a joke had made a hoax had, had put up this post about them you know getting ready to tear down this statue. It, it, it inspired a protest for this statue that nobody had any intention of taking down. It was just there. So I don't think. I don't, you know, and and I'm sorry. Anytime somebody, anytime someone walks through a city with guns because they want to claim that you know they're they're exercising their their Second Amendment rights to walk through a town and terrorize people with because you know, they've got guns, and they you know we're, I can carry a gun wherever I want. Well, eh, that, well, okay. There's a difference between walking through town with a gun because you have a license to carry it, and there's mm-hmm. a different and, and there's a difference between that and waving the gun around threatening people. I mean, there, there, there's a, there is okay. a lot. But then, but then there's that pizza place for the, the whole made-up <coughs> child pornography or child slavery sex thing at right? that pizza place, which was <coughs> made-up nonsense. The place didn't even have a basement. Right, and I'm not... And, I'm and this not guy walks in there with a gun. Yeah. That's insane. Yes, it is. I and agree. So... But, but a lot of that stuff, again, that goes back to it's fueled by oh God, I know the internet, the media. Well, and unfortunately, and, you know, for and, and the entertainment industry is part of that. Well, of course it is, and I think that what's what's really sad is, and we've talked about this before. Again, the loudest voice in the room is usually the one you want to not listen to, and the problem is, is that if you go to any comment section anywhere, um. Well, 90% of everything is crap, right? Right. And that's that's the same law. Surgeon's law. It it applies to the internet. Interestingly enough, I was following the British elections, right? Right. And HuffPost, HuffPost uh, UK. You know how many comments you have on an article at HuffPost UK? Like six. Yeah. Six or eight. You know, and I went over to The Guardian, um, which is, uh, you know, it's a highly respected paper. It's followed here in the U.S. It's followed in, in, in the U.K. quite a bit. Um, it's It covers a, lot, a wide range of things. If you ever go in and read their, if you ever go in and read their political opinion pages, right. you will find that it covers a wide range of political thought. Right. But they don't allow comments on a lot of their stuff. And a lot of websites they are going do, that way. But they do allow comments on other things. So yeah. you can tell there's some there's somebody in the editorial room is going, Right. This subject, (laughs) we are comfortable having our readership discuss amongst themselves and with us. This, we're just going to sit there and go, nope. Nope. None for you. Well, Keep it's it in your funny head. because we we have on our site we have the comments open on all of our mm-hmm. all of our articles, and we hardly ever get any comments at all. We'll get we comments. Used on, to, we used to with get the comments. old with the old WordPress format. We got yeah, a lot but, more comments than we get now. Well, we did um, a little bit. We we got them on on recaps for shows that aren't on the air anymore. Right. Um, we right now. Uh, you know, the more recent comments have been on, on our recaps for Timeless, mm-hmm. for 12 Monkeys, mm. for Supernatural every now and again. Right. You know, but, you know, Sleepy Hollow's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what else we've had comments on lately, but we don't, we don't get comments on our articles. Yeah. Uh, which is which is kind of kind of uh, disheartening in in one I don't sense know, because, though, because you, 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 you don't know how many people are actually interacting with our content. Okay, see that I would that yeah. I would say I'd like to have more of that. But you also go through and say read through the IO nine comments, <sighs> and sometimes it's, sometimes it's just like could you bitch a little more? <laughs> um, there was a 
there was an article not too long ago, and I disagree. I disagreed with it, but it was an interesting article, and it was it was a basically a commentary piece on uh, again the the we we need a female doctor, right? And and I'm reading through, going, okay, well, I don't necessarily agree with it. I thought it was a they they put their argument out, mm-hmm. and I didn't agree with it, but it was a well structured argument from their point of view. Sure. I got it, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily agree with it, um, because I'm one of those people who think. It's not the doctor should be a woman when the doctor should be a woman. If that's going to happen, that's the way it's going to be. Um, you know, but but it shouldn't it, be driven by identity politics right. and representation, right? Because and and quite frankly, you know, it should be because the creative team say, you know, what I want to do, and then everyone goes. The story takes you there. Yeah, and and and, and, and the good there. news is for the folks who want that is that ultimately the character can lend itself to that. So I think it's going to happen, but. It doesn't need to be – it needs to happen because it makes a statement right now. Right. You know, anyway. It's got to be organic. Yeah. Which I, which conveniently the character lends itself to have that possibility. Right. Great. Fantastic. Didn't agree with, the, with, with their viewpoint in the article because it was basically a bashing of the creative teams, not just Moffat. Um, you know, but it was whatever. Okay, right. good. Fine. You've made your, you've made your point. And the comment field <laughs> – were and this wasn't io9 by the way um but i'm reading through the comments and it was just these are people who want this uh-huh. these are people who and they are overall they agree with the with and that's and fine fantastic but they're sniping at each other oh yeah it's like okay oh, look yeah. you're you know it's like well i find it i find it ironic too uh uh mary sue just ran an article yeah and Mary Sue. I haven't been to the Mary Sue site in a long uh, time. I, the only reason that I ever look at anything that Mary Sue does is because like it's Mary on Sue the – sometimes. It's, it runs through my Facebook feed mm-hmm. every now and again. Otherwise, I pay no attention to them at all mm-hmm. because they are just so far to the left and everything is you know, the feminist bent and men are pigs and that's all there is to it. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of feminists and I think the, most men are pigs. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, so far, we're not in, disagreeing with anyway, it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but you know, they're militant. Over there, sure, and okay. and um, they ran this article about Joss Whedon's Wonder Woman script. Uh huh. Now, if you will remember, mm-hmm. I will take you back before before DC announced that they were doing a Wonder Woman solo film. Mm-hmm. Before we had Captain Marvel in the pipeline over at Marvel, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't have any female superhero movies. Right. You know, David E. Kelly's Wonder Woman TV series was. Bad. You can find my review um, on SciFiForMe.com. <laughs> but all we heard forever and ever was, I don't know why they don't let Whedon make his Wonder Woman movie. Whedon should make the Wonder Woman movie. Whedon sure, make Buffy. Uh-huh. Whedon should do Wonder Woman. Whedon should do Wonder Woman. Whedon, 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 Whedon. Mm-hmm. This article on the Mary Sue that came out this week, now that we've actually got a Wonder Woman movie from a woman director because mm-hmm. uh, uh, we talked about this on rogues gallery identity politics plays a big part in that film and how it's how it how the reaction to it is not the movie itself but the reaction around it i think i think to some degree yes now whedon is a sexist misogynist pig who wrote a terrible wonder woman script suddenly the narrative flips because it's politically expedient to do well, so. Well, but I don't know. It's you know, to some degree, to some degree, I think that's that's got to be a factor. Um, I haven't read Whedon's script. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. But I also know that that things shift, especially in entertainment. And the Mary Sue tends to be a little but, but, reactionary. But also, things shift in entertainment when you don't have something. 
So when you Point. don't have something and someone comes along with a thing, yeah. and that thing and, and that person who comes along with this thing is a respected storyteller. This happened a lot with the doc with Doctor Who. Scream mm. of the Shalka. Remember Scream of the Shalka? <laughs> okay, so this was the alternate this is the this was the original plan for the ninth doctor. Right. Okay. Um Richard E. Grant playing a very odd and could have been very interesting doctor. The master was was a robot. His consciousness was was in a robotic body. Um uh, the lady who went on to play the Queen of England in the future was the the companion. Oh right, uh, I can't remember her name, but uh, fantastic actress. She looked really, she was great. But we all watched. We it was a web web BBC web series, uh, animated. For those of you who didn't see it, we watched that, and we were like, well, okay, it's not great, but it's Doctor Who on. Visuals, mm-hmm. you know, we got we had the, we had you had the book it's official lines. and it's new. It's right, it was official, and we yeah. and, it, and it wasn't even like the the Virgin book line that wasn't BBC, you know, that was Virgin had the license, and then the BBC books got it back, but it was all just books. But then we had we had a visual thing, and then we get the announcement. There's a TV show. Well, you go back and you rewatch that now, and you're like, well, this is kind of well, that's just hang on. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot with a lot of the book line too, but we were happy to have it. And so when someone like Joss Whedon, who'd done Buffy, who'd done Firefly, yeah. you know, um, comes along and says, you know, well, I've got the script and everyone's like, oh, and then he, get, he gets shut down. So we didn't get it. Yeah. So it's held up with this thing. Well, you know what? It might not have been that great a script, but now, and we actually got a really good Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. And so, perspective shift sometimes not fairly and and it you have you have made you have made mention of this before a lot of what we do get Mm -hmm. or even even you know the scripts that get written whether they get produced or not it's a a, a product of the time Mm -hmm. oh yeah a product of the time where they where they live and and for good and for ill yeah and we're seeing a lot of that now and i think i think moving forward through the next four years Hollywood is going to have to really sit there and say, where is our line? Well, and it's going to be tough because it's not as easy as it used to be Mm. because you used to have something like a political show. That's where your politics lived in entertainment. We don't have those. We don't have those distinctions anymore culturally. I don't think we have so much of politics and religion and sports and all those things are tied into and entertainment. Yeah, but are, ESPN doesn't have her church show yet. Give him time. <laughs> no, oh, are you kidding? It's called Sundays Sports Center, it's, and it's no, uh, uh, no. A sun, uh, Monday Night Football is not a church service. I'm pretty well, sure you could argue that that's, yeah, there's a but, it's a worshiping service right there. Yeah. But you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. But at the same time, we don't we don't have the lines are blurrier than they used to be. You can have people people on the right and the left don't believe things in lockstep. And you see that even just the distinctions the, as you break things down within each party. Mm-hmm. The, a lot of the folks who are who voted for Trump are people who would never vote for Ron Paul or who would never vote for um, uh, uh, Ted Cruz, right. or who would never vote. And you're looking at people who have <coughs> extremely divergent beliefs in the, politics, but they're all 
quote unquote Republicans. Right. Did or you the see, same thing happens on the left. Too. Did you see the precinct by precinct map that that kid at Washington State University did? I don't think so. Seventeen thousand plus precincts, mm-hmm. right? And he 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 went into all of the voter data yeah. for all of the precincts, and every single precinct it has a color. Red or blue, mm-hmm. and then by degree of how much you know leans one way or the other, the entire country is you know majority. I'd say 92 percent of it is red. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you've got Houston, Austin, Dallas, St. Louis, Chicago, you know New York. Some of the some of the deep South, which is really surprising. Some of the deep South went blue. Mm-hmm. You know, Carolina, Georgia, you know, that, that area. But, but they're, they're teeny, tiny, thin but I think, lines. But I think that's even misleading because what, what used to be the line has moved. A conservative in the 80s mm-hmm. bears very little resemblance to a conservative now. I'm oh, sorry. I agree. And, and I agree. I, and I, and I, don't, I don't think... But, uh, but that could, the same could be said for liberals as well. And I would make the distinction between the leadership of... Whichever party, mm. and the rank and file, the the citizenry, like you, sure. yeah, yeah, you know, because the people that that sit out here and you, you know, you live your life, you do your thing, and you mm-hmm. whatever, right? You have these other people that politics is their thing, I and think, then it I becomes about power, and it becomes about manipulation, and it becomes about yeah, that's always control. Been politics, and that's, and that's just the, that's the people. The people who want to be in charge are. Mm, some of them are really, really the right people, and a lot of them are really, really not. Right. And that's just that's and that's humanity, kids. Ironically I got news. enough, ironically enough, you've gotten we've gotten to a point now with politics, mm-hmm. politics and media all together and hand in hand mm-hmm. uh, is one of the reasons why I I don't work for a television station anymore. It's just because it just you know just the internal politics is such. Oh sure, that you just and we've gotten to a point now. Where the good people that should consider public service don't want to touch it with a ten foot pole. Oh no, no, of because not. of what happens. Well, unfortunately, and for for good and for ill, and I think a lot of it ill. If you end up in the political sphere, you are you might as well just take a knife, cut yourself right down the middle, and say you wanted to see everything about me, yep. and here's my insides. Pretty because much because if you. If, and you if you stole a candy bar, make it up. If you stole a candy bar when you were three, yep. they will come back and, and bite you. Um, but you also have someone, and I think I think we see this a lot with with Trump, is the number of unforced errors um, that you can do to yourself, the damage you can do to your own self, uh, and just by not shutting up. Um, However you feel, however you feel about where where we are in terms of investigations or, or collusion or any of those things, I don't. You know, you're hearing it on 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 the right and the left. Gee, if Don would just shut up mm-hmm. and put the phone down and stop tweeting, his life would be a lot easier right now. And he's because he he is what he is the combination of politics and the media that we never knew could look like this. Right. And for good or for ill, and I'm thinking ill, um, it's not going to be the same after this. No, it's not. And I think that that becomes, there's there's a, <laughs> um, in the Doctor Who book line, Lawrence Miles came up with the faction paradox. 
which is the anti Time Lords. This mm-hmm. is a ter- this, uh, uh, There are listeners out there who are listening. <laughs> to the, that's not what it is. Don't bring that. Faction paradox is uh, it, it's so it's so much more complicated than I can get into. But um, there is a a subset um, called the Remote, and they're basically like a cast off of it. But they are they're the media version. It, it doesn't, it's a nightmare. So basically, their, enti- their media sphere is entirely connected. So that when one of them dies, they're remembered back to life. Oh, okay. So every time you die, you get remembered by the people around you, the people who have the media. Basically, take your Facebook feed oh, and no. your Twitter feed. Uh, and, and, and that's and what gets reincarnated. That's what, that's, no, that's what you get reincarnated from. <sighs> and And... And I'm. This was like in the in the early two thousands. These books were coming out, so yeah. it's like it's like, oh, that just sounds awful. And now it's like, oh God, yeah, really, leave me dead. <laughs> well, on bo- and on both sides of that, exactly. On both sides of that, there's no, there's you know, there's no, there's no winning after that. And and for all the fun, social media can be a lot of fun. And for all the fun, just the thought of that being how everyone, how you're remembered into existence, and that's what we're going to get, unfortunately, because. They're actually uh, the the folks over at the Daily Show. Just I think it was today or yesterday, hmm. launched the Trump Tweet Museum, oh. and they are archiving in a comedic way. Of course, it's a comedy show. Of course, they're archiving his tweets because they figure it's basically this is going to be this is going to be the everyone it's else historical got, record. Now. It's historical record now, yeah. which is a terrifying thought. If you th- right or left, you hmm. should be terrified <laughs> of the thought that your tweets well. Are and, going to be and this is why rec- official records. And this is why generally I only use Facebook and social media to promote my work. Right. You know, I promote sci-fi for me. Right. I promote my and production when you company. Die, you'll be reincarnated as a web page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of social media, yes. I guess that's a good place for us to to segue into uh, an invitation. We didn't come to blows. No, we survived it. Nothing yeah. got thrown. It's radio. You couldn't see us if we did, but nothing <laughs> got thrown. We sat here and drank our sugar infused sodas. Yes. yes. This is this is a, a, a Coca Cola. Bottle in Mexico. This is the stuff with the real sugar. I I got some of this because this is what we drank when I was growing up visiting my grandparents mm-hmm. in Arkansas. I was like, oh, that's yeah. why that tastes that way. Mm-hmm. So, and we yeah. drank it, and it was very tasty. Yes. Um, Thank you, and, Sonia. And and, and, <laughs> and, if, and nobody Coke, bled. <laughs> and if Coke would like to sponsor this show, <laughs> of course. Uh, advertising at SciFiForMe dot com. Um, yeah, social media. You can leave a comment on uh, your thoughts and share that with us. Uh, any of the any of the social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, you can send an email h two o at SciFiForMe dot com if you would like to suggest a topic or if you want to comment on any of the conversations that we have. And we got into politics here, so we expect oh, the, I expect the comment field to be <laughs> full of so much vitriol. <laughs> How dare you curse you, Harvey? You're a uh, monster. <laughs> That's usually well. See, and there have been there have been conversations that we've had off the air where it has devolved. There have been a couple of them that have devolved into you you resorting to name calling and me just throwing my hands up and saying, "Ah, whatever." Yeah, <laughs> so, but the, they were accurate names, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us this time. A programming note: we are going to experiment in July. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, we are trying to build our audience over on Twitch. And so what we're going to try to do, and I don't know how often we're going to do it. We may, I don't know if we'll do weekly or, or every week like we're doing now, but we are going to stream our recording sessions live on Thursday nights uh, starting in July. And we'll we'll have more details uh, coming forward here a little bit later. But I uh, just want to give you guys a heads up. If you would like to join us and subscribe over there, twitch.tv slash sci-fi for me is the is the address where you can find us. We have live video game play several nights now. We've added to our roster of uh, of gamers. Uh, so they're they're over there now. I think Lauren, while we're recording this, Lauren is playing Assassin's Creed 3. Um, so we've got uh, we've got that going on Monday nights, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new campaign just started with some of our people, so uh, go check that out. Twitch.tv slash sci-fi for me. You realize you and I are old enough to remember when Dungeons & Dragons was new. Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> was new when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get I know. Well, and, I, and it was funny. Uh, James and I were talking today about, you know, about video games uh-huh. and whatnot, yeah. and... and uh, we're talking about you know streaming and and mm-hmm. you know, the different games that we're streaming over on Twitch. Well, I've got this little Atari joystick that's got a bunch of old game, you know, classic yeah, yeah, games uh-huh. preloaded on it. And he says, you know, Galaga's my game. I was like, <laughs> I, re- I remember when Galaga came out. Galaga's not your game. Yeah, I, you know, Asteroids is yeah. my game. You know, we're talking about this. Asteroids was my game. Wait, remember the and, remember the Star Trek computer game, uh-huh. the, the, the cabinet game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I had, and I can't find it. I think I might have sold it at half price books because I never got a chance to play it. And of course, I was married at the time, and but um, I can't find it anyway. I had two Star Trek, I had mm-hmm. I had Starfleet Academy, right, yeah. and I had the Borg one, and I can't find. It. I've got a joystick. I bought the joystick specifically oh. for this game, and now I can't find the game. So yeah. I'm thinking maybe I got rid of it. But uh, yeah, asteroids. Asteroids was my game. I was like, I remember asteroids when it first came out. I remember Pong. <laughs> Don't start with Galileo. All right. Well, yeah, that's. Oh yeah. God, those were fun. So that's the that's the that's the general plan. Eight eight o'clock to ten mm-hmm. o'clock. I think we're going to do we're going to do our recording session in the first hour. In the second hour, we're going to do a talkback session. H two O two. We're going to call it H two O two. H two O H H two O. Two, so and it could be two, the number two, or it could be T O O two. I mean, there's we'll different see. ways you could do it. things to play with. So that's coming in Ju- in in July. In the meantime, uh, check out our other podcasts. Uh, we've got a brand new episode of Salacious Crumbs that just dropped over on our YouTube channel, Sci-Fi for Me TV, and uh, of course the latest headlines over at Sci-Fi for Me And we will be back with another episode, maybe not as politically charged, probably not, in a couple of weeks' time. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio, copyright 2017, by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.